You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Well, Billy Bradley, it's your birthday, son. It's your, it's Billy Bradley, Rob, it's Billy Bradley's birthday. That's a, that's a, some alliteration for all you, um, word nerds out there. Uh, Billy Bradley's right on. birthday. Billy Bradley's big birthday bash uh, started at 3 p.m. today. It's Friday. It is now 6:21 as we record this. And Rob Lopes, before we hear, and we're fortunate Billy, that he's conscious. Yeah, fortunate. <laughs> but before For we now. hear Billy Bradley's voice on a scale of one to Billy Bradley, how drunk do you think he is? He's probably he's probably dado drunk. <laughs> right now, well, then that means he's in good shape. Um, you're, or he could be, shape. or he could be, he could be loafy drunk when he's trying to smoke and he doesn't have to work the next day. <laughs> That's right. All the pain. Uh, That's, That's right. it. That's it. Yeah, he, he's off the next two days. Billy Bradley, son, uh, how are you going to tell us how old you are, Billy? Forty-two. Forty-two. Holy shit! You're Holy forty-two smoke. years old, Billy. Damn. I'm yep. not sure, Rob. I think he's a young kid. At 42, <laughs> um, damn it, 42, Rob and I could both still run. Um, yeah, and, uh, I could too until I had mean, that Achilles tear. Yeah. There, there's a couple Olympics in between us and him. You <laughs> yeah, know that. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a couple Olympics between between us and Billy Bradley. Well, boys, we got a, a gob of news to talk about. And, you know, Billy, baseball started this week. Basketball started uh, Wednesday night or Last Thursday night pop. or whatever. Um, last night, uh, but baseball already had a pretty good-sized COVID scare. The Florida Marlins had like 14 people, uh, had like 14 people test positive in their damn clubhouse. And but I, I'll be first to admit, uh, I laughed when Chase uh, Elliott, uh, baby Jesus, went up there and shook everybody's hand at Bristol, and I laughed my ass off when the same thing happened at the Red Flag in Texas where everybody in the stands ran all the way. You could see all the 20,000 people that were there because they were down there at the start finish line getting their pictures taken <laughs> yeah. with the cars behind them. Uh, and, but, and I've laughed at NASCAR for, okay, I guess the team guys can hang around each other, but only the driver can be in victory lane, blah, blah, blah. Well, I got to say this, Billy Bradley, we're now back um, into what, uh, two full months, uh, two and a half full months of, of racing in NASCAR after the COVID pandemic. And it's been not much of a problem, Billy. And, and all the hell I've given NASCAR for being real stringent and, you know, being hard asses when it comes to celebrations and all this kind of stuff. I got to tell you, I, they haven't had a big incident yet, Billy. So I, it's hard to badmouth them once we've seen what happened with baseball. Yeah, I agree with you. It's hard to uh, to give them any kind of grief about it. But, you know, we still got to get those crew guys and uh, the members of the team in their victory lane celebration that that's the part i gotta get past we gotta get those guys in there it sure would be nice if we could figure out a way to get to do something like that it's a it's a team sport and it hurts i think our image when we got these new fans and we don't show them just how much of a team sport this is one one of the favorite things to do is see the driver when he sees his crew i mean those guys are you know, going crazy, and I mean that's their guy rolling in. That's that's one of the funnest parts uh, to me, Rob. I mean, as a as a as a 
as a guy in the garage running around following these protocols and all this, I mean, I, I guess I don't even like to talk about, you know, what would, what if, you know, scenarios and all that. But, I mean, it's a big old pain in the ass, I would imagine. But you guys are staying pretty healthy. I, I guess that's a testament to well, – is that a testament to the process, the procedures, the people doing it? What is there any one thing that's making this successful, Rob? I think it's a, it's a testament to all things. I think it's a testament to NASCAR setting up a solid procedure and solid protocols, um, doing their part. I also think it's, it's good for the – you know, each organization obviously has their own rules as far as what's going on. And I think we discussed this before as far as what each team does as far as their road crews go and their shop crews go, you know, like – some people work in split shifts for the day. Some, you know, some teams don't have their road crews going in at all. Some teams have their road crews in on certain days. Some teams are are segregating their road crews from the rest of the shop and taking uh, protocols that way. I think it is a combination of everything that what NASCAR is doing and what the teams are doing to help keep situations down. That's not to say that people probably haven't tested positive. I'm sure they have, but the thing of it is. And, and I said this before, our sport is lending itself, our sport in general lends itself to a situation like this, as, as ridiculous as that sounds, it's a little easier to deal with. You don't need, like football, I'm still trying to understand how you're supposed to play tackle football and social <laughs> distance. Yeah. Like, I, I, I heard something that for the coin flip to maintain social distancing, there's only going to be one person from each team out there. I'm sorry, when there's 11 guys piled on top of you not five minutes later, where's yeah. the social distancing there? What exactly are we worried about? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, baseball, yeah. you mentioned it. The Marlins, uh, you know, they, they had – I mean, what is there, 25 players in the clubhouse, and then there's some yeah. staff, which I'm sure they're probably keeping to a minimum, and 14 tested positive in a matter of, what, a couple weeks? Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that doesn't – and who knows? Who knows what everybody's doing on their own time and what have you, and that plays a part too. Mm-hmm. It's how responsible – it all comes down to how responsible do you want to be as far as your own health and as far as your team's your, – your, your team as a whole's well-being. And yeah. it's entirely up to the individual, and this is something that I've thought about all the time. Our health, our collective health, is up to each individual. Mm-hmm. And right. it's up to you. Don't don't wait for the government to – the government shouldn't have to step in to keep you healthy. You should be smart enough to keep you healthy. Yeah. And each individual – and then when you get into team sports and you want to do this, well, you've got to use a little sense. You know, you don't need to be doing this or doing that or doing something else or going to some house party or nothing like that because yeah. not only does it affect you and your family, it affects your team. Yeah. So – and I don't think anybody, especially NASCAR, the saying goes – don't be that guy. Well, yeah. I don't think anybody on any of these teams wants to be that guy. So, yeah. Rob, I, everything, you just, on that. everything you just said there, could you please come to the state of Tennessee <laughs> and broadcast to them what you just said about <laughs> you make your own decisions? Because let me tell you what these dumbasses did right beside of us. They – decided they were going to put off school for two more weeks. Mm. They were going to go virtual for a month. Mm-hmm. Smart move, in my opinion. Get 
But next week, they're starting high school football. What? But they're not good enough to go to school. But the yeah. state of Tennessee, the governor has signed an order to allow high school football to start next week. Hmm. Well, right. this certainly should is that be not a, is that not a contradiction? Is that not a contradiction <laughs> of, what, of what's going on? Which is which is why collectively, I think most of America scratches their heads. It's like, well, if this thing is so deadly, why yeah. haven't why haven't the homeless been wiped out that aren't? Yeah. You know that are Bam! that are around Thank each you. other, not wearing masks, and this and that. And then it's like, well, we're not things aren't good enough for everybody to go to school, but we can play football. Yeah, yeah. And we're not playing flag football with those little grabber things that you get something off the top shelf with. No, we're playing tackle <laughs> football. Yeah, big so time it, football. It's just, it, yeah, this I don't. Is, I this doesn't make any sense. And my guess yeah, there's is, there's a lot of stuff going on that just doesn't make sense to me. And maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I need to hit my head or something like that, or yeah, you know, to alter my thinking. But that just in a common sense world, that doesn't none of that makes any sense to me. That's uh, unbelievable, unbelievable I, I, news. It's crazy. It's craziness. It doesn't seem to make sense. But I can tell you one thing, Billy. Uh, as, as as dumb as what. Some and and we've always said, hey, we want everybody to be safe and all that. But as dumb as it is for the driver not to celebrate with his team, I, I we, at least we, these other sports really don't even have the opportunity to make it as safe as we can. I'm glad we're doing it. It, it could be a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. And and let's just let's just yeah, be thankful that we're racing and uh, and having some some awesome racing and, and some new things and. It's a blessing all the way around for us on this side compared to everybody else. Let's talk about um, some other things that have, you know, COVID protocols are new. No practice. Billy, Kyle Busch thinks no practice is the reason why he hasn't won a race yet. Uh, I don't believe that. I think it's been absolutely great for the sport. I am a big fan of it. I think at some point we are going to have to get some drivers out there on some some big-time racing equipment and that sort of thing. But, Billy, has there been a negative to no practice for, uh, in your mind, on, on at anything? No, as a fan, I enjoy it. But, you know, looking at the competitive side of it, I could see where the, these teams are wanting to practice. But I, as a fan, <laughs> what you got is what you got. Yeah, you know, it's be a big cost-saving thing. I mean, you know, they're taking one car to the track because, you know, there's no practice. So, I mean, one car is it. You know, just in tires alone, as Rob has mentioned before, it's 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 crazy smart. I, you know, Rob, you you guys been doing this since you come back now, and I know, you know, shop guys, team guys, it's kind of a, you know, especially at plate tracks. I mean, the engine shop, the guys really want to. That, that pole position is very important. You know where you start is very, very important. But is in your mind, is it is it a take it or leave it kind of thing? Is it better for the sport, worse for the sport, indifferent? What do you think? Uh, well, you know the qualifying thing. I think that's a, I do think that's a big deal because there are some of these places that guys that are starting mid pack, mm-hmm. or might be starting twelfth or fifteenth or what have you. There's some of these racetracks where they might qualify top ten, top five, what have you, pole, which is a big deal. Pole's a big deal for everybody. 
Is it as big as the right, one? I need to no, go buy a video. What? I need but to go back I think, to my question because go ahead, go ahead, I didn't Billy. realize we were talking about this stupid-ass qualifying with drawing. <laughs> well, I, I kind of lumped them both in together. Um, right. But fair to say, and I'll let you say your piece about it for sure because I'm dying to hear it, but fair to say you're not happy with, with the drawing for position. But go ahead, Rob. Finish here what you're talking about, oh. about how important it is to get a poll. Well, I mean, it's it's important. It's a feather in your cap, no matter where you are. To start, you know, to start on a pole, you know, and, and and it's a big thing. Again, not as big as a win, but it's still a big thing. Um, but with that, with, as soon as you qualify now, and we're going and we're going to go back, we're going to double back to have as far as car prep goes. If you put something on that racetrack before the race, you need to have two cars there because you can bust your ass and qualify. Yeah. Seen it happen. So I think, you know, we've gone this far without it. I think NASCAR has decided, okay, we're going to finish out the year. Um, it'll be a big deal when we get to Daytona for that road course. I think it'll mm-hmm. be a big deal with no practice. Yep. yep. Um, but I, I think under the circumstances, we are doing the best we can with what we have to work with, and we just need to keep – Keep the product going, keep the show going, and let's get through this year. Let's get through this season. Obviously, there's probably going to be some tweaks as far as those qualifying draws once we get into the playoffs, which, yeah, by all means, why not? Yeah. And and that's fine. And But the thing that is, it's, it's the same for everybody. We're dealing with it week to week. Everybody knows what the game is. There's not, yeah. you know, it's not like, hey, we're going to uh, – you know, we're going to hit golf balls with car numbers on it, and where the farthest one starts on the pole and the yes, closest it. one starts in the back. You know, yeah. it's the same thing every week. You know, so yeah, yeah. You, you got what you got, and to, and truth be told, you're probably for the most part not a hundred percent, but for the most part, cars are starting somewhere in the vicinity that they probably would when they qualify anyway. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, give give or take a few, but sure. For what we're dealing with, this is what we need to do. And we need to keep the show going. We need to keep things calm. Let's just, you know, let's just keep going racing. Let's keep the fans interested. And we'll get, you know, we'll get through this season. We'll crown a champion. And then we'll get started on 2021. And hopefully everything will will be done with this. And we can get back to fans in the stands and people coming and, you know, buying T-shirts and buying hot dogs and, everybody walking around with no mask on and taking pictures and, you know, getting autographs and all that sort of stuff, you know, things will get better, you know, once we get through this. Yeah. But for now, let's just get through it. Billy, Billy, I know you've been waiting. Let's, what do you got about the qualifying son? Are you (laughs) passionate about it? (laughs) I'm okay if we do this draw, but we have to let all 38 drivers have the same chance to draw that top five positions. You got people like Christopher Bell, John Hunter Nemechek, you know, they're even Ryan Newman. I think Ryan Newman will will qualify well. You have yeah. to give them, because look how many cars these guys are passing to have to get up to the front. I mean, they're using their equipment all up just to get up to the front, because they're already going to have to pass 20, 25 cars. Give everybody the same opportunity to have that opportunity to draw for the top spot, because some of them in the top 12 ain't can't qualify for shit. They're probably starting better than they would. Well, Billy, I, it's, 
the thing about the good qualifier, bad qualifier is extremely interesting because it's, it's, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, we know that there's, you know, people who just know how to run a perfect lap, but maybe not necessarily can, can drive. I mean, we see it all the time on, on plate tracks for sure. But I, I, it, the biggest thing to me about it is that everybody, nobody loves it. And that's what I like most about it because it's about <laughs> the least like screw you way to do something stupid. If that makes any sense, I don't, I don't, I'm probably not explaining that correctly, but it's, it's like, you know, a good negotiation is everybody leaves upset. Um, well, I think this is kind of where we are and I'm, I'm glad you're not doing it any other way because I don't think anything really makes a hundred percent sense. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you there, Billy? Is he out? Yeah, I got you. He oh, passed okay. out. Oh, okay, we thought you might have passed out like the dog no, on no, Waterboy. No. Oh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but everybody has to have the same opportunity. I mean, we can't keep baby in these top 12 I mean, like we do when we get in the chase. Like, you know, I can't race him. He's in the chase. So, yeah. I mean, no, I, there, I, I, I'll, I'll be glad when when everybody can get on the track and and then get a fair stab at it. I'm not sure I'd, I'd be too upset to not see practice again. But uh, this Daytona road course thing is really and Rob, I know information is changing very quickly here, but apparently they added a a very late chicane to it, and got, Twitter is in angst because they, there's not a apparently there's not one of these road courses that have a chicane that late in the and the lap or blah blah blah. I I think it's just going to be fun to see this. Just like Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. It's like Charlotte, but it's just like the, Charlotte. As near as I can tell, it's just like Charlotte. So why are we upset? Did somebody want to be upset? Is you were going to have guys. You're going to have guys barreling in turn one at two oh shit. Yeah. At Daytona, yeah. and we're not going to practice these cars. Slow them down a little bit. It's just like Charlotte. As near as I can yeah. tell, like I would need an yeah. overview, like an overhead shot of it. But mm-hmm. it's a roval, but bigger. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're the layout correct. is basically the same where you're using most of the oval. It's yeah. just on a bigger scale. So they put a chicane in there late because you've got you've already got the pavement there for the skid pad coming yeah. off of four anyway. Yeah, you can't be going too damn fast so through there. I don't see. I don't see the issue why people are losing their damn minds over this when it's the same thing as Charlotte. <laughs> They're still going to be hauling ass. You're still going to see great racing. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. They're not barreling into the corner, you know, barreling into the corner with a speedway car with road yeah. course brakes on it. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's exactly what we want right there, you know, some more action right before you get up on that oval and you can kick it out. I, I'm interested to see how it turns out, Billy. We went from not knowing what the hell a roval was um, I've never seen a race on a Roval in my entire life until we went to uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway a couple of years ago and did it. I, obviously, it's here to stay. It is in, in 2020. I don't think we would have done a Roval anywhere else anytime soon under any different or under under any circumstances like other than COVID. But what do you think, Billy? Are we gonna be okay with this uh, second Roval here in Daytona? Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if we've seen a couple do this next year. You know, like you said, 
that was the best thing that ever happened to Charlotte Motor Speedway when they made the roll out of it. I mean, yeah, I our Rob was exactly right. We had to put that chicane in there to slow those cars down when they said they were going to be doing up to speeds of 220 mile an hour. That's ridiculous for a road course. Yeah, that's a little that's a little high. And Rob, we're, we're going to literally and figuratively switch gears. I know you like to go up to New Hampshire. Oh man, you guys are on lockdown when you go to New Hampshire, aren't you? You're not going to be able to go get any of those any of the seafood. Oh shit! Just hold on. Don't panic. Damn. They have takeout. I will oh. say this: it will be the first time in probably 20 years I haven't eaten in that restaurant. Yeah. But I've already made a call. <laughs> when I land, I will be calling them. They will have my order ready for me when I yeah. get there on the way from the airport, and I'm going to pick it up, and I will take a picture of it in its little <laughs> carry-out tray from the room instead of on the really nice cool plate that it uh-huh. comes on when I sit in the restaurant. But you better believe I'm You're going to New Hampshire stuff. and get my food. All right. Because well, I've already lost two of my culinary stops this year by not going to Sonoma and not going to Chicago because I didn't get yeah. that monster pizza that looks like a birthday cake when I go to Chicago. And yeah, I didn't they got one of those for you. Did I get it? Yeah, yeah. Did. I'm sure he did. Uh, all right, well, this is, I'm glad to hear you're going to get some. Cause, uh, Billy, I went to the New Hampshire race several years ago. I was doing a job in Boston, drove up there. I didn't know there was that many ways you could eat lobster. Um, and I also didn't know that there was a Dunkin' Donuts every 210 feet. Um, but oh, you the, can't swing a cat by the tail up there without hitting a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you absolutely can. But the biggest thing that surprised me about New Hampshire, Billy, was literally just how flat it is. Um, you know, but also Dale Jr. couldn't get off of off of pit road fast to save his life. Pit road over there is kind of long. It's kind of it's kind of tight. It's weird. I sat to watch cars do it all day long, and you know the the guys that can get on and off pit road at New Hampshire typically end up doing well too. But Rob, is there anything other than the fact that it's pretty? It is a pretty flat track. Yes, I don't want to speak out of bounds. It seemed like it was pretty flat. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say, you know, yeah, definitely. It's a flat. It's a flat mile. A relatively flat mile. I mean, everything's got a little bit of banking, but yes. Yeah. If you put that track up, if you set it next to Dover, you're going to be like, holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much a flat mile. I mean, there's some banking there. Um, it is a definite track position racetrack. And like you said, on and off pit road, you pick up a couple spots off, you know, on pit road, that's, big, that's a big deal on that racetrack. Yeah. You know, once, really, you're, once you're racing, it's a big deal. That's I saw Casey Kane pick up like 11 positions during that race. And I saw Dale Jr. Um, not pick up any. In fact, I think he lost two. But I was going to say, it, probably lost. Well, it wasn't because of the pit stops. It's because right. he would literally get past once they got to the end of pit road as he was going around. I mean, he literally would – I mean, he just he just didn't get off pit road very, very fast. It's a really interesting thing to me. I didn't think it would be, you know, that different, but I, there was – you know, a handful of drivers that were better than everybody else, which was surprising. But, um, boy, I got some – now, who won last week between you two? Do you remember? For the love of Pete. I'll leave this right here. <laughs> Go ahead, Ross. No, you, you, want, you want the same pick since you since all of a sudden you got the cat. Uh, no, no, that, that wasn't a question. That wasn't a question. Now, now you take my pick. 
That wasn't the question he asked, Rob. Who won last two weeks? Really? I'm, 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 I'm in a bad spot. Two weeks I, in I'm a row. My call broke oh, up. Damn. Two weeks in a row. Oh, God. This two is weeks. terrible. Because listen to this, Rob, folks. Yeah. Kevin Hart yeah, the rich won richer. three of the last four. But the last eight New Hampshire Motor Speedway victory, victors were either Kevin Harvick or a driver from Joe Gibbs Racing. So That is correct. It's a very it's hard to go it, against the odds. It, 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 those are pretty telling stats, my boys. Uh, very telling. Billy Bradley, who you got? Oh, yeah, first Billy gets the pick first. I mean, yep. come on. Let's do it. Who you got, Billy? Go ahead, Billy. All right. I'm going to take Kevin Harvick and uh-huh. for the Dark Horse, Fuck Kyle Bush. He ain't gonna do shit. I'm going Chris Busher. Chris Busher. All right. All right. All right. We're back on the Chris Busher right. wagon. Back on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need Kyle well, Bush to win. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Well, let's see. Is it me now or no? Yeah, that's you, bud. Um, well, I'm going to have to take – I'm going to have to take Shane Hamlin. Yeah, okay. Um, nothing against JJ, but, yeah, no, that's he's, – he's a little down on my draft pick right now. Win, huh? Um, yeah, he, yeah. I, I didn't have him on the radar either. I'll get to that too. Uh. Um, let's see. Is it, let me think. Who else is out there? Um, oh yeah. How about Kyle Busch? Not, I'm gonna. I, damn it. I, I hate not picking a Ford, but I'm gonna go ahead and um, and take two drivers from the Joe Gibbs Racing stable just because the stat points that direction. Well, this really stinks. Uh man. Um, because I didn't think you'd take the 18 there. I thought maybe you were going to go forward. So I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and take the 19. I'm going to take the 19, and then I want to pick a forward, and I'm going to pick Eric Almarola, which is probably not the greatest move. Hmm. But he's, he's, he's not fantastic there, Billy, but Eric Almarola has a string of top tens here that are, are pretty impressive for that young man. He needs a ride. I, I'm going to – Kevin Harvick's off the board – I don't want to go Penske here. I want to stay at Stuart Haas, and I want to go with the number 10 as my dark horse. Um, Rob Lowe, nice. when you take off to go up there to New Hampshire? We are leaving tomorrow afternoon. Um, obviously, fly in, go get some takeout, go to the hotel, wave to people out the window, and then wake up in the morning, go to the racetrack, go, go do some racing. I don't know if there's fans there or not. I haven't heard or read anything um it would be nice if there it wouldn't surprise me if people showed up with their wagons you know and pulled their coolers around to somewhere where they might catch a glimpse of things or what have you and yeah and uh or just just be there so they can hear it um that wouldn't surprise me at all and it in actuality i mean that just that says a lot about our sport that people will go and not even be able to get in but want to be somewhere close to it you know what i mean yeah that's pretty so, damn awesome. Uh, hopefully soon we'll start getting some more people back in the stands. It was great in Texas, great in Talladega. You know, Bristol was amazing. So hopefully we're, you know, we're headed in the right direction there because it's really, it definitely changes things when there's people there. 
as far as your attitude and as far as the whole experience, not only for them but for us. You know, it's 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 a it's a definite a definite. You know, it, it rackets things up. That's the best way I can put it. Well, it definitely does uh, at home too. Uh, it's good to see the stands full and everybody enjoying that. Billy Bradley. Uh, you are now way into your birthday um, drink-a-thon <laughs> that you started. Yeah, what, what do you got planned for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the evening? Do, uh, do what? What do you got planned for the rest of the evening? Well, I got I hope you're not smoking a brisket. on the smoker, and I've got a glass Boy. full to keep full, and that's about my plan. Well, I like it. That's a good plan. That's a real good plan. Uh, Rob, how did, your, right. how did your uh, brisket turn out with the pecan? Did you do any good with it? Uh, well, pecan, it was actually, the funny thing is, is the first, that was the first time I've ever used pecan to smoke. That is the coldest burning wood I think I've ever used. Yeah. Um, like, I was worried. The funny thing is, it's it's great for brisket because, you know, like we've, and we've talked about it on the side about, Man, you you know you want to run 225, and I think it's a 227, and you panic because the shit's five dollars a pound. <laughs> yeah, but I I was struggling to keep the thing keep it up thing over 210. Yeah, and I'm like, good gracious, I'm like I got to keep throwing wood to this thing, and it's like, but it turned out amazing. The flavor was great. I I think that's going to be my go-to, and I appreciate the tip on that because that came from you. I think that'll be my go-to wood for doing a brisket just because it burns so cold. Yeah, and now yeah. that I have that experience with that cold burning wood, now I know a little more what to expect, and I can I can really dial in on that. See, but I, it, a, it, the flavor was amazing. We could do a barbecue smoking grill uh, show here. I mean, between the conversation the three of us has had, uh, just alone is oh. enough material um, uh, to talk about that. But man, I'm glad you like that pecan wood. That's what. That's what we use out here in Texas on them briskets. That, that way we don't have to worry about screwing them up too bad. Um, we don't like that. <laughs> yeah, Rob Lowe sent me a video of the brisket you sent him. And, I mean, that some bitch may have been three or four days old, but it still looked like it just come off the smoker, <laughs> man. It was God almighty. Well, I still have hey, a little bit. I got to tell you, just a little, just for the fan, just for the folks at home, my man showed up. And I got a text message, hey, man, I'm in the lobby of the hotel. I brought you something. I'm like, all right, cool. So I come downstairs. My man Dado's there with his mask on and carrying a bag. He says, hey, man, let's go find a table. Homeboy busts out a cutting board, a slicing knife, this hunk of brisket in a bag, some rubber gloves, pops these gloves on, starts slicing this brisket up right there on the table, and then goes, here, man, here you go. So I was like, you know, and then we did the joke about the coffee can and all that because the man told me he could smoke something better in an old coffee can than I can on a smoker. So I said, all right. So that's when I went to the room, Billy, and I put a couple pieces in a coffee cup. And then we, obviously the only heat I, I had was there, a microwave. And I, I microwaved that thing, and it was amazing. So I, can, I can't even imagine what it was like when it was fresh off the, fresh off the smoker. It was pretty tasty. Unbelievable. It's pretty tasty. Uh, you got to dial in, that's for sure. It makes a it makes a um, uh, uh, a terrible guy good, and a good guy great. That's what I thought. It's the wood, man. You, you got it's it's the wood. Let's get the hell out of here because my bourbon just hit me. Well, the fact hey, the fact <laughs> that Billy's now got a handle on his brisket. Now we got some players. You know, now yeah. we can get a game going. We can. You know, it's kind of like poker. You know, we can. Hey, right. we can start betting now. We can get a game going. 
yo, man, let me bring you some brisket. Hey, I'll bring you some of mine. Hey, I'll bring you some of mine. We'll just, we'll be exchanging brisket. That's going to be what we'll do. <laughs> well, I'm just glad to be friends with two that can cook the hell out of it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm almost got the handle on it. I ain't going <laughs> to. You're going to get it, Billy. It's fun. I'll give you that. It's fun. It's a lot of You're fun. You're going to get it. Yeah. Um, for Rob Lobes, for Billy Bradley, I'm Dado. Let's go to New Hampshire, y'all. What do you say? Yeah. Let's go to New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. With all this craziness going on in the world right now, we appreciate you spending a little time with us. Before you leave, take a minute and check out this new song by Guy L. Boom and Alex Hobbs. Here's End of the World. Yeah. Turning off my TV, shit's getting rough. All the service negativity, I think I had enough. I got my own demons that I'm still dealing with. And if you still wanna be here, I gotta make one thing clear. Don't just say you love me, show me. You say that you're with me, then prove me. I'm really trying to find my fears, but it's getting scary out here. I don't wanna be alone tonight. Baby, hold me tight tonight. Oh, come on, baby, make love to me. Like it's the end of the world. Oh, like it's the end of the world. Bye.